Outside of paying your tuition, there are few things DePaul wants you to do more than to see a game at Wintrust Arena. This is a podcast from 14 Speaks and Radio DePaul Sports. I'm Jenny Holtz. I'm Dylan Vansickle. And I'm Madeline Happold. And for Radio DePaul Sports, I'm Matt Malmsetter. On the second coldest day in Chicago history, with class canceled and DePaul's campus closed, the DePaul Blue Demons suited up to take on the Villanova Wildcats. It was a Chinese New Year celebration, but sophomore Sean Montgomery was more focused on celebrating the team. I came out to the Villanova game because I just really want to support our guys. I think we have a chance tonight. I think the team is trending upwards and as far as how they're playing on the court. As far as like how cold it is and coming out, I took the bus so and I live on campus so the walk to the bus wasn't honestly terrible. I pretty much ran there. Regardless of how cold it is, I was going to come out tonight and support so I'm just really happy to be here. What year are you? I'm a sophomore. Sophomore. Um, how many games do you think you've been to this year? Mm, I've, well, I've only missed two, and that was because of winter break and I was at home. Did you come to a lot of games your freshman year as well? Yeah, I try to get to as many games as I possibly can. So why do you come to so many games? What is the, what's the like motivation factor for you? Ooh, honestly, I, like, I know how much these guys work and how much time they put in, and I, I think it's just really good that to, to, I think DePaul students should support their fellow student athletes, and I think it's really awesome that the guys represent us, and we should, we should come out and support them. Have, have any promotions like had an impact on you coming to games? Mm, so honestly, I would come to the games regardless of the promotions, but I think they are a cool way to try and engage fans, and mm. I thought the wallet one was pretty cool, and I, I think they're a great idea. I enjoy them. What are your feelings on Wintrust Arena as like a basketball venue? Ooh, honestly, I think it's a beautiful venue, perfect to have a mid-size arena in the city of Chicago to also host other events besides DePaul basketball. I wish it would be more full for DePaul basketball games, but as far as the facility, Facility top notch, like best in class, great arena. The Winterest Arena often gets a bad rap for its high construction cost and low attendance turnout. Many students have never gone to a game, so we wanted to check out the atmosphere for ourselves. What we found was few but loyal fans, lots of worthwhile promotions, and a DePaul men's basketball team that might actually have a shot at postseason play. Let's take a walk through Winterest. So, Manali, you took the bus to the game. What was that like? I have a lot of questions, but what kind of bus was it? So it's exactly what you think of when you think of a bus, just your yellow school bus like you would take in elementary school. Wow. So not even like a coach bus? Like, no. For the film school, like we have a, a real but like a coach bus with screens and and nice carpets and everything to take the film students to Cinespace. It's just a yellow school bus. Just a yellow school bus. There are no screens. It's not decorated or anything. Um, no DePaul decals? No, just a little sign outside the front that's like 
to Paul Blue Demons Blue that says like student bus. That's it. And so how did you like reserve this spot on the bus? Um, you have to go to Campus Connect. And when you reserve your free ticket, you can also reserve yourself a seat on the bus. And you have to get there 90 minutes before tip off. So there's some math involved. There's some math. Yeah. And, and <laughs> math, maybe not the strongest part of DePaul's curriculum. Um, so it's just a yellow bus. There's no screens or anything, I'm assuming. Was there any like DePaul pump up? Stuff? Was there any music playing? Was no, not really. The only thing that played was Alicia Keys' "If I Ain't Got You" from a speakerphone. Mm, so someone, okay. someone just holding up their phone, softly playing Alicia Keys in the background as we roll up to Windtrust, and that okay. was it. Great, a, a good image. Yeah, a good image. Great. A jam, but I don't know about a pump-up jam. <laughs> I grab your name, Alana, and you work with the I work in the communications department. Okay. As a student worker, yeah. And how many games have you been to? Oh, man. Too many to count. Probably, like, over 50. Have you been to games at Allstate, though? Yes. Okay. Yes. How did it compare? <laughs> Allstate was musty. <laughs> Um, this one, like, obviously it's a better facility, better lighting, better atmosphere. I feel like Allstate was maybe easier for other teams to get to because of the location near the airport, but this one's, like, just as accessible. Like, I said, like, the bus really helps it bring students. I think this one has more of, like, a DePaul vibe, whereas Allstate was more like, oh, like, I go to concerts at Allstate, like, I saw Justin Bieber there. <laughs> this is more, like... DePaul specific, and I like that because it gives it like a more specific energy. Like a lot of people don't know that the games are free, and there's like multiple ways to get there. And I know that like, the men's basketball team, especially, like they love having the support. And So, Madeline, you took the bus to the game. Where did the bus drop you off, and where did you come in? Like, what was it like? They drop you off at the front of Wintress. I believe the front of Wintress. Sure, it's all sides. Yeah, and then you have to take the escalators up, go through a walkway, and then they funnel you off into two sections, whether you bought student tickets or you bought tickets on your own. Any non-DePaul students come through this door? No. Non-DePaul students? So when you finally like get to the spot, what's the security like? Security gets tougher. There's no security when you first enter. Mm -hmm. And then once you go to get your tickets, there's a lot of security. And Winchest has a no bag policy, which I didn't know of. So I had backpack bag, little audio bag, and they were like, you can't really bring that in. And I was like, I don't know what to do with it. So what can you bring in? You can only bring in like a small, small bag, but it has to go in one of their DePaul Blue Demon clear bags. Do they give you a clear bag? Yes, but they... you have to give it back. What? Yes. What? No way. You can't keep that clear bag. You can't bag. keep the clear bag? No, that's one of the upcoming promos. I, like I, <laughs> For the women's basketball team on February 10th, I think, is the clear tote promo. Do you know if there's a men's one coming up? I could only wish I want oh, that clear God. bag so bad. It's outrageous to me that the clear tote is like an end of the year promotion. Like yeah. that's got to be like game one. Get that out of the way. Everyone come get your clear tote bag that you can now bring into yeah. all the games. They really built it up. Yeah, they really swung and missed on the clear tote <laughs> promo. <laughs> 
And so what would you think about this overall? Like how fluid was this process coming into Winchester Arena? Coming in easy peasy. It was really easy to get your student ticket. All you have to do is bring mm-hmm. your DePaul ID and you're clear. I think it should be a little more forward about their kind of security restrictions. Yeah. Because especially if you have students, you're bringing backpack, what have you, and that's not clear enough. It seems kind of outrageous to me that something that's pushing like student attendance so hard, you can't bring a backpack in. Like people leaving from class would have to find something to do with their bags. What did you do with your bags when you got there? I just got lucky and security just went like and let me through. So So you just got to walk right through with all the bags. Yeah, they kind of like took them off to the side and you actually have to go through one of those, kind of like when you're at the airport, you have to go through the scanners. The big like rectangle scanners. Yeah, so they took my bags off to the side. Did they like go through? Disdainfully gave them back. Did they like go through the bags? Did they look it through them? No, not really. Weird, okay. Because I know like when I come through, like through the media entrance, um, which is on one of the sides, they check like everything very carefully, like go through every pocket in the backpack, every pocket in our like Comrex box. Like they didn't even look at it. No. Wow. Interesting. So Madeline, once you're through security and you're into the arena and you have your ticket, what do you see? You come up above the stadium. So you're kind of on like the second floor. Like the 200 level? Yeah. And you can see down into all the seats and it's pretty, it's pretty empty. But what's often overlooked are the students that are kind of required to go, whether it be student workers or pep band. And at DePaul, pep band is actually a paid position. And Manali, you were in the pep band at Villanova. I was. You called me out. I called you out. Was that a paid position? No, it was not. That was all volunteer. All volunteer. Did you have to like earn it? You had to earn a spot postseason and it's Villanova they usually go into postseason so you had to go to X number of games to even be considered so it's like a an A team that goes for yeah I want to know if there's going to be an A team that goes for like if DePaul makes the NIT you know Uh, like I wonder if that's paid I hope it's paid I'm joined by Tim Stebbins, the assistant general manager here at Radio Ball Sports. Tim, I was wondering, what's the relationship with the women's team to Wintrust Arena? It's a really interesting dynamic. Wintrust Arena opened last season, last school year, and DePaul and the women's team, they kind of jumped right out of the gate. They had 10 games played at Wintrust Arena last year, seven regular season, three postseason, as Wintrust hosts the Women's Big East basketball tournament in March. DePaul, in those 10 games, 9-1 and record. They won the conference tournament, and their one loss was to University of Connecticut, which is one of the best college basketball programs of all time. So that loss is something you can kind of live with as a home loss because of who you're playing. So after 10 games there, including postseason last year, this year they get a max of seven if you count all the postseason games that they could potentially play in. First round, quarterfinals, semis, and final. Last year they had a bye, so they did not play in the first round. This year, in those three so far games, Mm -hmm. because the four postseason have not been played yet, they are one loss Mm -hmm. of those three, and that was to Notre Dame, which was the number one team in the country at the time. Okay. So the success rate is there. They still have two games left, mm-hmm. but against Xavier and Butler, Butler's a good team this year. You think even if they lose to Butler, you beat Xavier, that's a great overall record in two seasons, but they're not getting more opportunities to play there, especially after the big debut last year. So I guess that kind of brings me to my second question, which is, is there any issues with the women's basketball team and attendance? Uh, they play at McGrath Phillips Arena right now. Do they have any problems drawing a crowd? They do not, and it's interesting. Home attendance-wise, 
is they're second only to Marquette in average attendance per game. Marquette averages about 2,010 people per game. DePaul averages about 1,730. So people turn out to these games, and it is on campus, so it's a little closer. But the fact of the matter is that people like to see them play. They're a good team, and people show up. And they win. So whether it's at McGrath and they're winning, it translates to win trust, and they win, and people are showing up to both places. So I guess I have one more question, which is there's a big promotional rush for the men's team. Is there something similar like a similar promotional blitz for the women's team? Yeah, and in, in fact, the women's games, there's actually one more in which they give out promotions than the men's games at DePaul. So it, it's similar, if not greater, on the, on the women's side at McGrath than Wintrust overall. Interesting. How has the men's team been this year? Men's <clears throat> team is having one of their, their best seasons in years, actually. Mm-hmm. In 2006-2007, they won 20 games. They finished 20-14, and 9-7 and in conference. This year, in 2018-19, DePaul is 13-10, and 5-7 and in conference. So they've already won their most games since 2006-2007, and they have the chance to win as many as they did in 2006-2007 in conference. They would have to win four of their last six games to get there. It's still reachable for them. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. But if they win one more game in conference, they would match their most since 2014-15, and that was before Dave Lido arrived. So this is by far his most successful year since his return to DePaul in 2015-16. And who do they have left on the schedule? Are these winnable games coming up? They are winnable games. Interestingly enough, they have two each against Creighton and Georgetown. Mm-hmm. They haven't played those teams since the conference slate rolled around in a couple months back now, obviously. Yeah. Georgetown and Creighton. Georgetown's a game above DePaul in the Big East standings, but Creighton's a game below. They also have a game against St. John's, who they've beat this season, and Butler, who is in the same area in the, the Big East standings. It's pretty compact from the third team down to the bottom, mm-hmm. but they're all teams that is in DePaul's lane. They're all in the same area in the standings, so they are winnable games. And DePaul beat St. John's earlier this year when they were ranked, correct? St. John's was number 24 in the country at the time, and it was at St. John's, and DePaul won wow. 79-71. That's a quality W. What I'm wondering is, what do you think has changed about this DePaul team over the last couple of years? Well, we always talk about it. They don't play yeah. a lot of players. They have seven guys in their rotation yeah. when they have six or seven on their bench waiting to play healthy. Some walk on, some not. Either way, you have a lot of options. They play seven guys, but of those seven, three are seniors with a lot of college basketball experience. Max Drews is his fourth year now. He's a Division II transfer, so his second year at DePaul, but fourth year in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Eli Kane is in his fourth year, and Femi Alujabi is a grad transfer. So you have a lot of guys who played a lot of basketball. Devin Gage is registered sophomore, but he's in his third season. Jalen Coleman-Lands is a redshirt because he transferred, mm-hmm. and he, so he's in his third year. Yeah. They have a lot of experience on this team, and Coleman-Lands is hurt, but I think that goes a long way for them. For you, Matt, though, I have a question. Is this sure. a team on the rise? Obviously, they're losing Alujabi, Eli Kane, Max Schuess after this year, but is this a team that could get better as the years go on? Is Dave Blado showing some growth in this program? You know, this DePaul team has a couple big recruits coming in. A Chicago native, a CPS point guard, as you would say, Tim. Um, Marquise Jacobs is coming in, and he decommitted from Kansas, which is a top-tier college basketball program to come to DePaul to play under Dave Lato. He really enjoys Dave Lato as a coach and and the freedom that he gives his players. Now, I don't know if that means that this DePaul team is going to be good. I find it hard to watch a team coached by Dave Lato be successful. Madeline, when you went, were there any promotions that were on? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a student, I can't get past the amount of promotions and freebies that DePaul gives out at a game. What did you get? I got a car decal. That was the promo for the day. Sure. But when you get to the game, they actually have student workers that walk through kind of the student section mm-hmm. and hand out foam fingers, these crazy light up glasses that are yeah. blinding. I have the full set. There's red and blue. I have the full set. Which ones do you have? I only have the blue. I Dang. Yeah, I didn't make it for the full set. Sorry. I need those red ones. edition. Yeah. That's how they get you to come back. Everybody's got to get both red and blue. Were there any like other promotions that you're aware of? There's $2 beer nights which seemed to be the big grab. That was not happening at my game, though. Wow. Okay. I have gone for one $2 beer night, and it was... It's a deep sigh because it was this, it was a strange experience. Just like you said, like with the student workers kind of walking around with boxes of stuff. That's what happened for me as well. I went with Tim Stebbins, the assistant GM at Ready to Pull. And we were handed a stack of four $2 beer coupons. And they're yellow and they say like $2 and they look like a dollar bill, but they're yellow. Your little golden ticket. A little golden ticket to the golden brew. And you go upstairs and it's only in the second level behind the demon deck, which is where, if you remember, the big uproar when Winchester Arena was announced that was where the student section was supposed to be, like up on the second upper deck level. And so the only place you can redeem these tickets is up there in this faraway spot. There's a little tiny stand. When I went, it was two people working and you'd walk up and they said, what do you want? And they had like a Miller Lite or a, like the McCormick Place Brew. I forget the full name of it, but it was something with McCormick. And so Tim got the Miller Lite, which is, hey, we all know what Miller Lite is, classic. I got the McCormick Place thing. And how is that? I'm dying to know. I really liked it. It was like a pale ale, so it was like a little fruity, a little citrusy. It was like an easy drinker. It was nice. But the thing that got me was these were not like full-sized beers. These were like maybe 12 ounces. Mm-hmm. They felt like the cups that you get like when you go to like a high school basketball game and get a soda like out of a little fountain dispenser. You know what I mean? Yeah, Does being that, a little stingy. Yeah, being a little stingy. But Was it, it worth the $2? Absolutely worth the $2 because beers at any other spot, so any of the other stations at Winters Arena besides the one spot where you can get these $2 beers, those beers cost $9. Oof. Yeah, so Winters Serena has a pretty expensive food. I think Tim and I spent like $15 on like a meal to eat there. But the beers are cheap if you can get the tickets on the right day. I'm Dylan Vansicle. And I'm Jenny Holtz. And we are 14 Speaks. I'm Matt Melmsetter. And I am a part of Radio DePaul Sports. The student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. And I'm Madeline Happold, Editor-in-Chief of 14 News. So everyone, after um, most of us have been to, to at least one game, you two extensively so, how are we feeling about Wintrust? Are we a little more excited, a little more optimistic? Yeah, I think a little bit happy with it. Is that crazy to say? Like, I think it's a great place to watch a basketball game. I don't, I'm still not sold on the basketball team or the way that DePaul is trending like it's a basketball program, but I think the arena is like pretty cool. I think it is a um, a point in our time at DePaul <laughs> where something has been thrust a- upon us <laughs> and we have just been forced to settle yeah. and make the most of it. And I, I think judging by the, the people that we've talked to and interviewed, it's crystal clear to me that if you, if you do drink the Kool-Aid, if you are into it, if you do give it a chance, you're going to have a good time. We, You didn't talk to a single person who was having a bad time or even a mediocre time. Yeah. They're like, all hyped. Everybody liked it. It's 
I mean, we can't return it. Like, it, we, we, we have these receipts, but we can't, like, take it back to Target. Like, we're stuck with it, and mm-hmm. it's it's fine. Like, DePaul's, I think, I think they're trying to make it kind of an engaging experience and something that's not as awful as Allstate Arena was. Speaking of Wintrust and Allstate, there was a third option that, Jenny, do you want to uh, to mention here? So we were researching a little bit about just the decision to go with Wintrust, and now they're in this 15-year contract with Wintrust, right? Before they made that decision, Allstate offered them 10 years rent-free. United Center. United Center. Yeah. Oh, United Center. Sorry. Yeah, the biggest yeah. Center. United Center offered them 10 years rent-free, and they didn't take it. They went with Wintrust instead. Was it worth it? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Was it no. worth it? The United Center is like one of the best places f- for basketball in America. The students want to be there. The yeah. people that we talk to want to be there. What's the missing link here? I mean, one, it would, I, it would obviously help if they were good. If they were consistently good, but do you think that do you think that a the stu- student body cares enough about Wintrust to where it leaves a bad taste in their mouth to where they don't want to go, or do they just not do they overall just not care because uh, the promotions aren't really we're we're noticing them because we've done a show on it. But yeah, is anything working? It seems that the talk when it comes to DePaul men's basketball is more about the arena than the actual team, and I think that's something that. DePaul is going to have a little bit of time that they need for students to get over that, to get over the cost of it, to get over the transportation, give it over, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, a team that is more successful would help, but also just putting that time and space in between the whispers of the arena and the actual team and how they perform. I guess the final question, would we go back again? I honestly, surprisingly, like, enjoyed going to the game. It was fun and like the student section though small is like really amped and excited and I thought it was a lot more fun than I was expecting to go to a game at Wintrust. Yeah absolutely I'd go back again I in a heartbeat like I, I it no matter like whether the team is good or bad like it's still a good place to watch a basketball game and it's still college basketball it's still overall a positive and something that can be entertaining and enjoyable I, I just I guess I'd rather see a women's game there. I would personally, I, I'm more focused on what teams are visiting than seeing DePaul play whoever. I thought that the arena is nice, but I mean, how many times am I going to keep enjoying a Bavarian pretzel? How many times am I going to enjoy a cheap beer? You can get that yeah. so many other places that isn't a, I guess it's the least congested uh, arena I've ever been to. After hearing what we've said, would you want to go? Honestly, I don't like sports, so probably not. I think if it was on campus, I would, and I was bored, I would probably like grab a friend and go. For Radio DePaul Sports, uh, my name's Matt Melmsetter. I'm the program director, and uh, thank you to. Tim Stebbins, the assistant general manager, uh, Scott Viverman, our faculty advisor, uh, and Abbas Dahadwala, our uh, live game coordinator. And for 14 East, thank you to Melody Mercado, our content editor, and Maddie Happold, our editor-in-chief. I'm Dylan Vansicle. And I'm Jenny Holtz. Thanks for tuning in.